Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 277, Return of the Attack of the Revenge of Deep Fried Tacos. <laughs> It's a really catchy title. Yeah. Thank you. I've been just, working on it. Just that. rolls right off the tongue. It does. Yeah. So uh, before we dive in, let's uh, go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. So uh, a deep fried taco, for those of you that are unfamiliar, the uninitiated. So we do these every once in a while when it's a light week on movies. And uh, a deep fried taco is a phrase that Dan coined. That's correct. And it's something that you know is bad. But you still enjoy it anyway. Because we don't, we, we think the term guilty pleasures is it's, not fair. It's delicious. Here's, here's the deal. If you ask us objectively, is this a good or a bad movie? I think in most cases we would say it's a bad movie. Sure. These aren't bad movies that we're enjoying ironically. These are movies that people have deemed bad that we really truly enjoy. Correct. For yes. their own sake. Not, yes. yeah. not tongue in cheek, not through the prism of nostalgia, but just like we really enjoy these movies correct even though other people would tell us they're awful yeah something like, monster like, squad is, is exactly monster squad. Right. Never one of my deep fried tacos is and i love the example we just made the same i was gonna make the exact same joke. <laughs> it is it is monster squad for me it's killer clowns from outer space i know i think it is i absolutely think i, a horrible I movie, chose but it's so good <laughs> was one of my picks thank you very I'm much sure well, it's monster that's, squad that's yeah, a okay. movie but yeah, it's yeah. one of the episodes a great example a perfect example is monster squad it is absolutely a deep you that is how about that? <laughs> edit that. <laughs> you He's wow. making you edit just out of vengeance. <laughs> oh, I can just turn the whole track you, off. Do you, <laughs> not, <laughs> do you not consider that a deep fried taco? No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, he Why? loves it because it's great. Okay, I think it's great. Well, okay, majority rules, though. Right. So, <laughs> it's a deep fried taco. <laughs> Take it to the Facebook the world group. Has deemed majority it, rules. The world has I, it, deemed it a bad movie. I would say it's probably a deep fried taco. But you okay. truly enjoy it. Anyway. I do. I, mean, yeah. I don't question you. Your your love for it. I mean, we we did an entire show because of you. That's true. I mean, like like Super Inframan. If you've never seen that, <laughs> it's such a fantastic. What is it? Bad movie. It's a it's a kind of like an Ultraman kind of a thing where it's a you know it's a it's a one of those uh, you know Hong Kong guy. Uh, in no, a, but I mean like Con giant Air. in a suit Con Air jumping around is a prime example 
of a double deep fried taco. Yeah. Like that is an I, awful I, movie. Well, you cut air and, and face off and oh, you got man. a double yeah. feature of double. Think, oh, yeah, like my 99 so cent deep fried tacos. Yeah. Right I think my first one was, that we did I, was uh, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. It was, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I take no yeah, pride I think in it. it was year one. I did year one. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I don't and, even uh, remember what I did. I think I did Con Air and Airheads. I did Hackers at some point, right? Yeah. I had There's another one in there. I don't remember what it was. And then I also did Ishtar. Yeah. That's right. I really enjoy Ishtar. Did I do the last action hero because I wanted no. to, but I thought See, maybe I'd already done it. That's See, like, perfect. Like you don't want to say that that uh, um, uh, that monster movie is uh, Deep Fried Taco Monster Squad. Yeah. We don't even name. I, say, yeah, yeah. I, um, I like, tried to support. You know, it now that I'm saying that, and that I want to say been one of the first ones I picked. Yeah, and and it's <laughs> like, and I want to say that like Roadhouse is a deep. Fried oh taco. yeah, Ro- yeah. <clears throat> that's tough though. Like I think Roadhouse is. I think I don't. I don't really know anybody that doesn't like Roadhouse. Yeah, but, I, but that's a deep fried taco. It's terrible. It is a bad movie. I think they all it's kind of terrible. enjoy There's it for the so same, much yeah, in the same movie way. where you're like, "Well, this movie makes no <laughs> no sense." That that remake got canned. Oh, well, Ronda Rousey isn't exactly winning fights anymore. Yeah, wasn't women? Wasn't that the most popular athlete in the world? Yes. She was. <laughs> She's not anymore. <laughs> yes, deep fried taco. Yeah. So each so when we do these, each one of us brings a, a deep fried taco to the table. And then we get to yeah. enjoy or mock the others accordingly. <laughs> so if it's a if it's a good deep fried taco, we will enjoy with them. If it's Monster Squad, we what will. The, <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is that we're probably outnumbered by listeners that love oh, yeah. Monster Squad. We really too. are. Yeah. We really are. So I mean, this we... episode is sponsored by chickens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who would like to reveal their deep fried taco? First? I feel like I always go first. Somebody else go first. All right. Well. um, you know, my, I have one that uh, I had been thinking about for a long time, and uh, I hadn't watched it in a while. And it's one of those weird ones that you know, for a lot of people, they don't even—they're not even aware of this movie. And um, it's from really one of our most prolific and probably one of the—I would say greatest living directors right now, Steven Spielberg. Bowl. Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's um, uh, from 1979. And it's from it's the movie 1941. Oh, and uh, if you've it's weird. To see are you it, sure that a, this hasn't been brought up before? I don't, I don't think, think so. Think this was a deep fried time. I don't think we've I talked don't about. We've, we've talked, talked about, about it. We've raised. Okay. okay. It's we, weird we've to scratch the surface of this movie. It's weird to see a comedy with so much production value. Well, yeah. see, that's the thing. Is this movie okay? Um, you gotta. This movie is it. You know, this is Steven Spielberg riding high after Jaws and Close Encounters. And this was the next movie after that. Yeah. And and the first thing, you know, that sets the tone for the movie is that he parodies himself. Is this Belushi and Aykroyd? Belushi, Aykroyd, okay. John Candy, Ned Beatty. Um, I mean, the, the list of people in this movie is, it, it's a huge... There's a ton of Mickey Rourke is in a bit part. Treat, Treat Williams is in it. Uh, Mickey Rourke is like ten. He he's kind of baby young. in this oh movie. He's gosh. almost unrecognizable. Um, well, there's the just well, there's no reason the, for that. All the <laughs> facial surgeries, <laughs> but um, oh my god. The uh, let me go through this. Murray Hamilton, who's uh, fantastic as the mayor in Jaws. Yeah, uh, Christopher Lee, Tim Matheson, oh Warren Oates, Robert Stack. I mean, it's got a ton of people in this. And, you know, they did movies like. Like airport back then, where yes. it was like all the f- like just they would just cram in yes. tons as of many people as they yeah. could. This and movie this is kind of like the comedy version. Of yeah, that. It, it's weird because it's it's part Stanley Kramer and part 
Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> uh, Stanley, you know, because it's got a little bit of Dr. Strangelove in there. And I think that's because of Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, who wrote the script, who went on after this and did Back to the Future. But before this, um, they are around this same time. They did used cars. Um, oh, and then Zemeckis like did his own thing. But uh, they had a script that was a little bit darker. But Stanley, uh, so there was a little bit more of a Stanley Kubrick, Dr. Strangelove vibe to it. But Stanley Kramer, uh, best known for directing, or well, a, a lot of amazing movies, but uh, directed "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World," and this cribs heavily off of that, oh, really? which is yeah. sort of like you have a core story, and then it just sort of branches off into, and it cuts back and forth between all these different scenarios. I've never seen this movie. I always saw the cover, and I didn't know what to think of it because <laughs> I saw like John Belushi, but then I'm like, it's a war yeah, go, movie. I just didn't understand <laughs> go what. <with> that. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, there, there's no way to summarize this movie because there's so many fragmented stories and honestly it's got a lot of great parts and a lot of great i mean it, i hadn't seen it in a long time i i saw this uh at the theater and then saw it again that same summer at the drive-in uh, oh. in a double feature with this and um sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band Oof. Mm, yikes. which is i can't even put that i mean that's not that's just that's an unfried taco. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a deep fried turd. I, I was mean, gonna say, that's that, after I remember watching out. that and thinking, this is terrible. They don't. <laughs> is that the one where they don't do their voices? It's the one with Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees. Yeah, and it's all doing new, Beatles songs. Doing yeah. Beatles songs because okay. nothing says Beatles like Peter Frampton yeah. and the Bee Gees. That's so weird. You got George Burns singing when I'm 64. And Alice Steve, Cooper's in it. Steve Martin doing Steve. Maxwell Sil- Silver Hammer. Uh, Aerosmith does come together though and they uh, they do a pretty good job of that yeah it's a head scratcher (laughs) oh it was terrible (laughs) terrible but 1941 which is a a long loud disjointed and it's kind of a mess but it is the production value is really really good (laughs) it's funny Stanley Kubrick said of the movie did you see this quote (laughs) he said that uh, he told Spielberg it's great but not funny (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing is is that did they know they were Spiel- making a comedy? Well, S- they were trying. Spielberg to. wanted it to be wackier, so he made he would make he jammed more in there and made it louder because this is his first attempt at at, at comedy. Now yeah. he's had funny parts, and he's had funny parts and movies that aren't comedies actually stick the landing way better than this, um, and it it's still it perversely enjoyable um <laughs> in spite of itself yeah i yeah. mean uh to you know there i think the core thread of the story is that um the idea is after you know it's also why john wayne uh who spielberg pursued for this movie and john wayne they were friends apparently and, and john wayne said no it's un-american <laughs> <laughs> um the idea is after world war ii or after pearl harbor America is an obviously high alert and there's a fear of, uh, you know, the mainland being attacked. And sure enough, there's a Japanese sub. And in this Japanese sub, you have Toshiro Mufuni and, you know, an amazing actor. And then Christopher Lee as a Nazi um, <laughs> teamed up and um, they have a sub off the coast of Santa Monica. And it's how this, you know, you know, the American people, you know, people slowly find out about the sub and how they react to it. And you've got, yeah, John Belushi plays a a, a rogue pilot <laughs> who's literally a rogue pilot. He's just flying around over California, <laughs> stops at a gas station to fill up and blows up the gas station. 
What? And that's it. I mean, it, like there are scenes in this movie where it's like, you don't know why they're in this movie, <laughs> but they work in themselves. It's like they're, they're bits, and it's almost like watching sketch comedy uh, about... 1941 oh, sure. and then they just stitched it together now do they do all the stories and characters tie together in the end do they, they all... overlap uh sort of because this sounds like like the original gary marshall movie you know like oh yeah i mean i mean when you say all the, of... when you m- mention all the actors <clears throat> and all the different oh, yeah. stories that they film kind of separately and then yeah. they come together it almost sounds like one of those holiday well, see, things we in, in a movie like it's a mad 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 world there's a, a single incident at the beginning and and some people hate that movie and some people love it and i i think it's it probably exists somewhere in the middle that's a movie that happens it springs forth from a single incident and then it kind of goes in separate ways but it's always about that core incident and then it comes back together at the end which is why it works. This one, it's just, you know, what happened. I mean, un- unfortunately, the movie is is about, you know, what happened at Pearl Harbor. Sure. So kind of a downer, you know. But the movie opens right off the bat with Spielberg parodying himself. He parodies Jaws and, and going so far as to have the actress who played Chrissy playing have you kind seen? Have you Chrissy. Seen, have you seen her today? Well, yeah. Ooh, well, she's been a lot of time in the sun. Yes, she. But did. so she basically, Elliot's shot the same way. She's nude, sunbathing. Uh, she's she's jumping into the water. She's in the big, except for this time, she's on the opposite coast. <laughs> and the music from Jaws starts playing. Really? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, but instead of a shark, it's a submarine that rises up beneath her. Oh, that's funny. And we find out that the Japanese are going to, they need to, you know, this, this fleet feels like they've, they need to bring something home, a win for Japan. So they're going to bomb something, uh, equally as worthy as Pearl Harbor. So they decide they're going to bomb Hollywood, (laughs) which doesn't even make sense (laughs) because, you know, so they're on this quest to find Hollywood and that pretty much sets the tone Hmm. for the movie. Uh, you've got... Uh, Slim Pickens is in this movie as Hollis Wood. He's a tree Christmas tree farmer. <laughs> because <laughs> nice. why not? Because why not? Yeah. And, um, and he goes so far. Uh, I mean, you got Slim Pickens from who's you know, a great character saddles. actor and so good from Doctor Strangelove, parodying his own bit from Doctor Strangelove where he's talking about the care kit that all the soldiers have. <laughs> um, you know, as they're going through like you know a Cracker Jack box. It's I I it's so nonsensical. Uh, you. May have seen this. Steve. I've seen it, and it's it's been a while. But yeah, it was just kind of bored. Yeah, it's oh, it, and and I watched. So I watched. The funny thing is, I watched the extended director's cut. Yeah, and it actually makes more. Is similar to what Zack Snyder does. It's like makes more sense. It doesn't make it better. It's like oh, that. <laughs> but it explains, it explains things. things. But it Definitely. takes more time, right? Yeah. For and a movie that was already pretty bloated, it's pretty bloated movie. Um, but it is. I mean, there are bits of this movie that are great. There's um. Uh, this guy who's not a soldier who, uh, you know, he wants to, uh, he just wants to dance. And he's learning how to jitterbug and all this other stuff. And he decides that he wants to uh, dance. in 1941, wanting to dance to keep you out of the army. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 And so, he, yeah, and he uh, wants to uh, dance with his girl. And there's going to be this big USO event. Uh, problem is it's only for soldiers. So he's trying to figure out how he can uh-huh. get in. So, you know, it's all about him, like, uh, stealing some soldier's uniform so he can get in and dance. And there's an, an incredible scene that it's like a, a choreographed dance number is a dance number slash fight. Um, and they've got, and that, uh, you know, oh, it sounds it's, eerily reminiscent of uh, Temple of Doom. Yes. 
Ah, in fact, and, good and call. in fact, that was like his his first foray into this. Yeah. And uh, Joe Flaherty is like sort of like the the MC. Uh, Joe Flaherty from you know you well, you see him character actor mostly known from SCTV. Penny Marshall's also in this scene. I mean, there's so many hmm. bit people Just showing up. Yeah, They're like this Spielberg kid's gonna be big. We yeah. gotta get in his. He's movie. gonna be somebody. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they gave him. You can tell they like this is what happens. Like he was not at the point of his career to handle this movie. And right. they clearly gave him everything. And and some of the model work and the miniature work is fantastic. Because there are scenes in this movie where you're like, I almost can't tell if that's a <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. miniature or if yeah. that's really a plane flying. Um, it is it is just a, a disjointed, uh, weird <laughs> experience to, to see it. But like I said, there are great little, like there's a great musical number, and then it turns into a giant... Uh, intermilitary battle uh, set to the music from um, The Quiet Man. Okay. There's uh, a funny uh, John Candy plays a soldier who's extremely racist and who uh, has a, uh, a cohort on the tank that they're in who is African American and their interplay is, is, is pretty comical. Dan Aykroyd's in the movie and he plays he, he, it's funny because Dan Arcord kind of does his thing where, uh, you know, and I think we've recently found out Dan Arcord, he's talked about being on the spectrum. Yeah. And uh, he's he's like a guy who works in the motor pool and he's delivering a, uh, a you know, a, a heavy artillery machine gun to a house along the uh, California coast in the event that there is a threat they decide that the best thing to do is to leave this gun in the hands of a uh, dad sure. played by Ned Beatty to de- defend the coast should that happen. <laughs> and he starts ticking off like the, the he's like, well, I just work in the motor pool. I don't really know anything about this. But and he goes into this whole spiel memorized front to back about this, how to operate this entire gun. Um, you've got Belushi playing... Belushi. The crazy pirate. Yeah. The crazy pilot. Um, I remember Belushi scenes almost entirely being by himself. They are. Yeah. They <laughs> mostly are. In fact, there's a there's no uh he does interact with um uh, Robert Stack. And Robert Stack is <laughs> so so good in this movie. Which by this the is, way, you know they added like the first season of Unsolved Mysteries to Amazon, right? Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Robert Stack is funny. They solved them? He kind of nope. Oh, he kind of plays against type because he's he's the only voice of reason. He's a general who's just trying to <laughs> calm everybody down, and he's saying there's there's nothing to be worried about right now. We're all safe, and he really just wants to go see Dumbo, <laughs> the movie, the movie. And they have, and Dumbo plays heavily into this movie. And he's at the theater, and he's, while all of this chaos is happening outside, he's inside the movie. (laughs) Dumbo crying along with Baby Mine. He was an airplane, right? Yes. Yeah. But and then and that was even hammier. And this one, he's it's it's like you you forget what a good actor he was. And he has a scene with Belushi. No, he died. Uh, he has a scene with Belushi that's pretty funny. Otherwise, there's a moment where Belushi salutes to Aykroyd and Aykroyd. I mean, that that shows how like they didn't think this movie through. They you've got yeah, Dan Aykroyd Belushi and, and Belushi. Aykroyd at the height of like Animal House and and His Blues Bl- Brothers. I was like, they're not together and don't have them in a scene. And together. I kind of I kind of always thought that like maybe it cost more. To have them like, together? You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want to do a movie together, and so they both took roles in the movie. But, oh. it's, you know, for instance, uh, when Juno came out, 
You know, yeah. it's got Michael Sarah and Jason Bateman, but they don't have any scenes together. They don't. That's and right. they said that they made a point to not put them in scenes together well, because they were afraid it would. And also you can't what Jason Bateman's character is doing in Juno. Sure. Like that's so far from. Yeah. And they, but they were like, we can't. If yeah. you put those in a, those two in a scene together, you're going to think Arrested Development. Yeah. And yeah. what they were trying to do with that character sure. is make him so unlikable. Yes. Yeah. Well, un- unlikable. You liked him up until a point. Right. And then he became very unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is it is worth looking at. And even Spielberg, it's, he has a weird relationship with this movie because he still defends it. Uh, but he also admits it's like... It's flawed. It's it's absolutely flawed. He and defends this one, but won't defend Hook. Well, there's... Oh, love Hook. All right. That's a deep fried taco. I don't think that's a deep fried taco. Well, that's one that I did. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he's like by virtue of definition, it's a deep fried <laughs> yeah. right. No, I mean it, it. It is. It's definitely. Uh, I mean, it, it's was it better received than Hook. Out. I'm just like no. I feel did, like it was lambasted. It was lambasted. It, it did well. Um, it didn't kill. Obviously, it didn't kill Spielberg's career. No, that's true. It did ninety on he, a thirty. He learned from this movie in the seventies. Um, so. Absolutely. He. I mean, he didn't really. I don't think he's ever really revisited comedy. A traditional uh, no, I, I mean he's I, always got comedy in there. Sure, yes, but, not, but not no. straight up. I I can't think of a movie he's made that's just a flat out comedy. No, no. this was it. Yeah, and he's above that at this point. You know, Spielberg yeah. isn't making comedies; he's making the prestige. Well, right. I mean, Lincoln was pretty funny. I mean, um, I thought I thought yeah, Schindler's <laughs> List, laugh, laugh riot. riot. Yeah, uh, no, I mean it, it is it is absolutely worth checking out because there are there are there's moments of brilliance in this movie. There's great pieces in this movie and it's just all put together you're just like whoa i don't know <laughs> you know sometimes the best laid plans they it doesn't work yeah and it, it is it's a great example and i and uh, the, the blu-ray actually has both versions of it and like an hour and 40 minute documentary where oh good. i mean they really are, are it's a pretty warts and all kind of documentary where like they're all looking at it in hindsight and being like yeah it's like that de palma doc I love yeah. Bob, if you haven't seen it, I can't. Bob remember. Gale wrote yeah. it, right? Bob Gale, yeah. Bob Gale and Zemeckis, yeah. And they, you know, they were because I mean, they were like a, a co-writing team for You're a long right. time. Use cars, used, well, you They're know, doing uh, and use cars is an example of a movie that works because its scope and its, its idea and everything about it is all contained and it works like right. like it's controlled and that's a comedy, yeah. But Spielberg oh, yeah. didn't get that's behind it comedy, and go though. crazy, right? Versus this one, oh yeah. Uh, Michael McKean and Jeez. Lenny and Squiggy, right? Lenny and Squiggy. And they have like a teeny tiny part in this yeah, movie too. Yeah, that's kind of their bit. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the first time you really see them together. Yeah, right? they're they're in this too. Yeah, they're in 1941. Oh, they're that's like right. yeah, they're manning a gun, and it's 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 just there's so many pieces. Where you're like, hey, that guy, and then that's it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a puzzle that doesn't quite come together. It doesn't, but I mean, like it's it's definitely something I, I liked better uh, back in the day, and now I watch it, I'm like, huh, <laughs> <laughs> huh. Huh. So, well, thank you, Dan. Yeah. yeah of course. So, uh, who would like to go next? I'll go next. Okay. So, this movie is one that I just every time I watch it, I crack up. I know that it's not a great movie. I know that it was lambasted by critics. We already did Monster Squad. Lamp. Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> well, that, so you're admitting that it's not a great that movie. Is, no, 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 it's perfect. Uh, I have that audio. It's a great movie. <laughs> so, uh, it was lambasted by the critics. It was lambasted by the fans for the most part. But every time I watch it, I just think it's absolutely hilarious. So, I think it is the perfect definition of a deep fried taco, at least for me. And that is Your Highness. Oh, what a piece of <laughs> shit. Never seen it. it. Oh, my God. It's awful. Directed by the same guy that did Pineapple Express, which 
I mean, I think that's a hilarious movie. Have you seen Pineapple Express? Yeah. Right? Okay. Love Pineapple Express. Also stars James Franco and Danny McBride. Danny McBride yeah. So it's the same team, same director, you know, so it's the same people doing another stoner comedy, except for this time it's set in medieval times. So and it's got Natalie Portman. Yeah. And so in, so in uh, Pineapple Express, of course, uh, it's uh, Seth Rogen and Danny McBride, and, and James, Danny McBride James Franco, and they're like, it's a drug deal gone wrong. Or so, yeah. Seth Rogen is like a straight lace kind of dude going to buy weed. And then yeah. gets caught up in a big and it, old oh what and, a it's, gra- and it's amazing what a and movie. it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and I I hate pop movies. I'm not a huge I, fan I either. Think it's almost always just it, it just telegraphs lazy humor for me. And so I was really surprised that I enjoyed yeah. Pineapple because these writers are smart. The yeah. people you know and who wrote, Seth Rogen who wrote and, that. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg yeah, wrote okay. it. So th- uh, they're smart with their comedy. You know, yeah. those, those guys obviously have written a ton of great stuff recently. Uh, so anyway, uh, going to your highness. So it's a lot of the same team involved, uh, but it's set in medieval times. And, you know, it's funny, Dan, when you mention about, you know, Spielberg having a big budget for a comedy yeah. with 1941. The production value in Your Highness is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful looking movie. I mean, comedy aside, and again, I really enjoy the stupid humor of it and everything. It is a beautiful movie. The cinematographer is Tim Orr, and he does the cinematography. He's the DP on all of David Gordon Green's films. Mm-hmm. So his first film was called George Washington in 2000. There's a Criterion version of it. Um, he did that movie Joe with Nicolas yeah. Cage when he's in the woods. Uh, he did Pineapple Express, which was a beautiful looking movie too. So this, the DP on these films, Tim Orr, is amazing. But also with Your Highness... I'm assuming he'll probably be doing Halloween probably and, yeah. and so i mean that will and so i really think that one it elevates the type of movie even again i like the material in this but but you know for a, for a comedy which doesn't necessarily need to look as prestigious and big as you know some of these beautiful art house films and and just beautiful films in general uh you know comedy depends largely of course on the jokes and the writing but when you look at these movies that this director does and and that tim Moore is a dp for it's like they're gorgeous and your highness has elaborate sets i mean they build these castle sets oh, they, they spared no expense they, they seriously yeah. they did not i mean this movie has a I, big... I, I noticed you haven't talked yet about whether or not it's funny Oh, I'd, oh I'd, <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it, so I, I'm not no, even. I did right off the bat. I think it's but hilarious. It, but it's like you spend so much time talking about how how good it looks. But right, well, yeah. well, I think I well, I'm kind of just prefacing it with it's a comedy, but also it it didn't make a lot of money, but they put a ton of money into it. But no, I started right off the bat. I think this movie's hilarious. Uh, but but basically, it's set in medieval times. There's there's a uh, you know castles. There's dungeons. There's beautiful countryside giant turkey legs beautiful natalie portman beautiful natalie portman absolutely so it's like it's amazing how good this movie looks so just setting that up for a comedy that's something that david gordon green has a very interesting take on these comedies is that they also look amazing but it's the story of these two brothers and so danny mcbride and james franco play brothers fabius is james franco he's got the long flowing hair he's the perfect son uh, charles dance from game of thrones mm-hmm. tywin lannister is the the king the father and uh fabius can do no wrong he is you know out to slay the the ogre and he's gonna get married and and carry on the family legacy Thaddeus is just a screw up. Danny McBride can't do anything right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the, uh, the typical Danny McBride character. Yeah, yeah. He, in the beginning of the movie, he's like about to be hung, and then you notice that it's little people, <laughs> and so they go to hang him, and he just drops right through to the ground because their hanging platform is shorter than a normal one. So he ends up breaking the post down, and him and his uh, he has an assistant, kind of like uh, 
kind of like with Monty Python, you know, when the guy with the coconuts that follows him around, he they they kind of play up on that kind of relationship. So he's got a guy that follows him around. And all their assistants, Thaddeus and Fabius, they're they're all female names, which yeah. is just funny. It just adds to the you know the writing. Um, but uh, and this was written by Danny McBride and another guy named Ben Best. So it wasn't uh, Seth Rogen because uh, he's not in this one. I don't believe. No, he's but, unless, unless he shows up as like a camera. Yeah, so it's it's just James Franco and Danny McBride mainly. But uh, anyway, so they go back to the castle, and uh, the Fabius has announced that he's going to be married. So he's betrothed to Zoe Deschanel. Yes, uh, in the in a very pleasing uh, low cut dress. Yeah. Like uh, it's weird to see her dressed like that. Yeah, I mean it's very revealing. She's always. I mean, she's become like the the what's that? What's the? There's a term for it. The manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and she does not dress. No, like that. I mean they um, clearly dressed her very specifically for this movie. But she comes out, and and so like James Franco is like, "This is going to be my bride and everything." And Thaddeus is like, "I'm not going to the wedding. Screw this." And and so Justin Thoreau plays this evil wizard that's been terrorizing the castle and the countryside, and he abducts Zoe Deschanel. Right. So has Justin Thoreau ever played a good guy? I feel like he's one of those actors that's always like always a bad guy. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, So anyway, so he comes and he's this like gross looking. I mean, Justin Thoreau isn't a bad looking guy, but they make him like really ugly. And when you get to hook up with Jennifer, right? I mean, it's a bad prerequisite. Yeah, right. Uh, But but uh, so he comes and he's like, you know, he's all they gross him up or whatever, and he looks goofy. And uh, (laughs) he's gross him up. (laughs) They do. They they steal. They he steals Zoe Deschanel away, and the father says, "You have to help Fabius on this journey to get his bride back." So it's just it's like a buddy comedy team up movie with you know Fabius is it's kind of like Pineapple Express except in medieval times and yeah basically yeah yeah, it's a team up where so you've got Fabius who's perfect and and uh, Thaddeus resents him you know so he's always Fabius and Fabius is so kind like this is James Franco in the role I mean, not that this I is mind. James Franco getting baked before every scene. Probably, he well, that's probably James mean, Franco. Probably, I guess. But research, but, yeah. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think James Franco can can act. I think he's been in some decent roles. That dude is. Uh, you're right. He he, he really he has can. range. He yes. can yeah. he he can do serious stuff. He can do stoner stuff. He can do the weird stuff, like with Spring Breakers. Like what a weird. I mean, it's not was. his fault that the character was like a play on riffraff like he does no, it pretty well so, yeah. you know? so you know this movie parallels as far as sort of um performance and yeah. and uh, i guess audience is that like if pineapple express was Cheech and chong's next movie okay this is nice dreams yeah i agree yeah totally mm-hmm. whereas Cheech and chong's next movie was like so sort of like, like uh, plateaued yeah. like like even if you weren't you know because like I, i'm with you on the on the bot thing it's like eh. yeah but that movie is, is it's funny. Yeah, that's um, like it's like half baked. I don't get it. Yeah, but at it, all. But that and it's sort of like Pineapple Express, yeah. where it's like you know it rises above that. Yeah. This movie is like Nice Dreams, where it's like, yeah, they. they I I watched this. <laughs> I watched it actually. We were at a uh, in a car. Is it we like on Nice a road Dreams trip or is it like it's Corsican like, Brothers? No, <laughs> no, no Corsican. I I appreciate Corsican Brothers for them like trying to to do something different. Yeah. yeah. No, this. I mean, this is like. They had a script. They had success with their last movie. Yeah. And and nobody said, is that going to work? <laughs> and another movie like this is like yeah. Knights of Bad Astem, where you're oh, like, oh, yeah. Is that, I, I watched this and I was like, why are they 
they really spent a lot of money on this movie. <laughs> they really <laughs> Which did. Which is the same thing with 1941. It's like, yeah. huh. It's yeah. amazing. And like huh. I said, and that's why I bring up the looks and everything so much. Yeah. Because it doesn't I, work. I, you know, I think the movie is funny and I enjoy it on one of those bad, stupid comedy levels. But when I when I was re-watching this movie, I'm like, holy crap. I just forgot how beautiful it is. And it's just amazing what they did with the filming. But there are a ton of people. It's just, amazing who wrote the check for this. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a ton of people in this movie. So I want to go through just like you did with 1941. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, so Natalie Portman plays the love interest yeah, to Danny does. McBride. Uh, she is on a journey because the Justin Throws character, the wizard, also killed her family. So she's trying to get Do revenge. Do you see her butt in this movie? I think so. Yeah, Was that the butt double though? This movie. Oh, <laughs> that might be the one where Natalie Portman had a butt, the butt double because there was a there was a controversy. There was, Mr. Yeah. Skin. Yeah. Hey, so, <laughs> it's Natalie Portman. Uh, I, I pay attention to that. Uh, I have a book for you. I'll have to fight it. It's called The Bare Facts. I'll bring it in. You can have it. <laughs> all right, cool. So it's now it's stuck together, is it? No. <laughs> it's a book. All right. Yeah, so there's no pictures. Is it Braille? <laughs> no, it's just basically a giant catalog of Oh of, really? Of exactly when a a <laughs> the exact time appears in a movie. <laughs> so this oh. is the internet in a book form, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so so Natalie Portman's in it. Toby Jones is in it. He plays like the castle, like I don't know, the Nebish. Yeah, whatever. Of course he does. Um, Shocker. I already mentioned uh, oh uh, Damian Lewis from Homeland right that's, mm-hmm. this is Damian Lewis before he's anybody yeah Damian yeah, Lewis this is, early, this is like this may be right uh, after Band of Brothers yeah this is yeah, after early but yeah. he's he's like uh, Thaddeus's sidekick like you know how Thor yeah. has his you know the Sif and yeah so it they've taken does you know, he use his actual accent in this movie I was gonna ask the same question I can't remember. I think he has that's an accent heavy. it's a thick I, accent it's, it's not thick in this one yeah, when, you seven, so, yeah. when you see him for real you're like Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very rare that an actor can pull off an American accent and not, and not yeah. tip his hat. Yeah, but yeah. for the He's longest good. time, he didn't know because I guess Band of Brothers. Did you ever see Life? Yeah, man, that was a good show. Uh-huh. They that was they were supposed to two seasons was it based on the serial. It was or the board game. Well, it's because Both. it was on like the same time as as Homeland. They put it up against no, no. It was why, like right around Homeland the same time was as after this. But, like, they backed it. So they did a, a cliffhanger at season two. Mm-hmm. A, like, a cliffhanger. And then they didn't come back for a season three. Yeah, yeah. And I was just oh. like, uh, Soap did oh, that at God. season five. Yeah. That, see, at least you got yeah. five seasons. Well, this is this, two. Well, yeah. A lot of shows set up for cliffhangers. But I mean, Soap ended on, like, five cliffhangers. Yeah. Oh. Every character yes. was at a point where they were about yeah. to die. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and then they were, like, you know. Coming to yeah, and, and see now everybody done. like who bitched at the end of Deadwood, which was hardly a cliffhanger. That, I mean, they left They're it open. Their stinking movie, good. It looks like I love versus that show. us who really liked Carnival. Carnival. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, please, just one more thing, just, just like a movie. Like, I like don't a, know, me an hour and a half episode. I've never understood with Carnival, like just write write a series of books. Yeah, yes, I would buy those in a heartbeat. Absolutely, yeah. That yeah. movie it was so made for that, and I mean that first season was. Good, but that second season was so. They picked, they picked good. up their game in that second season. Yeah, that first yeah. season, like they'd spent a lot of time spinning their wheels, and so I was just yeah, kind of like they were trying to like make their mythos. Yeah, and I was like, and I like was, what you're trying to do, but where yeah. are we going? I actually season two, they did that in season one and yeah. didn't try to like retrofit it. Yeah, you know, like but season two, season they two. like went. They yeah. were off to oh, the yeah. races. Yeah, yeah. And so then the races stopped. <laughs> so anyway, back to this movie that I love. Uh, but no, it's, you know, honestly, I mean, I won't go into the plot in depth, but it's just them on this journey to get Justin Thoreau's character to kill him, get back James Franco's bride, and on the way, they go on a journey where they run into bad guys, there's fighting, there's just a bunch of silly... It's uh, a road movie. It is. It's a road yeah. movie in medieval times. And yeah. I just, it's a for, road movie with a schlong around Danny McDride's 
McBride's neck. Yeah, there's yeah. one of things where he like kills a huge like enemy creature and the takes Minotaur. it as a necklace. Yeah, it's it, the thing is it's stupid. It's I, hard to <laughs> every time I see it though, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, this thing just <laughs> flapping around. Yeah, off his <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's very dumb. It's like a stoner movie. Even it doesn't there. there is there's, weed. Any, there's no. Is there weed? They in do it? smoke from a pipe in it. Right. So like. But it's not revolving around. It is not a stoner movie. It's in the vein of it, like a stoner road trip. But for the life of me, the jokes are dumb. It's so stupid, but I love the way it's written. It's written by Danny McBride. He is playing the Danny McBride character that he does in almost everything where he's like this stubborn, hard-headed, just foul-mouthed guy, you know? And I like it. Something about it clicks for me. And every time I watch it, I can't help but it's laugh. It's one of the, like, when they, when they announced that, they, that those two were going to do Halloween and Carpenter's just like, yeah, I love their take on it. I'm just like, what could what could their take have possibly been that Carpenter was like, no, it looks good. Like judging from their past, the the one that had a movie poster that said produced by John Carpenter, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, John Carpenter's <laughs> Halloween. Yes, yeah, the one that that said John Carpenter. Right, but I mean, I feel like Blumhouse would not turn that franchise over to anybody. I, you know, I mean, I trust honestly, Blumhouse I do too. I, oh yeah, I mean, more yeah, than I would no trust reason Warner not Brothers. To. No, yeah, that's the weird part. It's just like, what could these two comedy writers? But they're have, good. They are, but I'm just yeah. like, it's such a, it's such a 180 from everything they've ever done. But, but look at, but um, look at every like Marvel. Look at Captain America. Look yeah. at, look yeah, at but those. That, those aren't 180s. What? Those Captain guys, America was directed by the guy that directed me? the Rock. No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking at, about? Winter Soldier, the one that they run everything now. Oh, oh, oh talk oh, about oh, Comedy oh. Rider and look at Get Out. That's true. That's a great point. The guys that did Winter Soldier oh, directed Community okay. yeah, and they yeah. directed uh, yeah. Yumi and Dupree. Yumi and Dupree. And yeah. they did Captain America and now yeah. run the universe directing Avengers Infinity yeah. War. So you can't it, really say that. And anymore, honestly, I think I think those guys, their output versus Joss Whedon's. I, I think I theirs agree. is better. Absolutely. I agree. Joss Whedon only put two things out. Look he at put the two things out, and you know who would have thought putting Jason Segel oh, yeah. in charge of the Muppets oh. would fix well, it? Well, did right. it fix it? Well, it did. Also directed by the, the guy from Fly the Concords, yeah. the creator of Fly to the Concords. Uh, did he directed the second one, right? Or did he direct he direct the first direct, one? I, both. Did he direct both? I know he was very involved in both. Yeah, Why don't you look at the, the poster? He because uh, you're talking about the not not Jermaine Clement. No, no, no. Brett did the music. Nicholas Stoller. James, James, Bobbin. Bobbin. James Bobbin. Oh, okay. James Bobbin is the co-creator of Fly of the Concords with go. Brett and Jermaine, and uh, Brett did all the music, mm-hmm. and then James Bobbin did the uh, directing. But I can at least see that from the music element sure. standpoint. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a comedy with music, and you know. But yeah. anyway, no, that's yes. a good point, though. Yeah. That's true. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting where they find these strengths in these directors. But uh, but anyway, this movie I think is really funny. It's a dumb movie, I'll admit it, but uh, gets me every time. So that's why it's my deep fried taco. Well, there thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. So Joe, you can uh, yeah. do Monster Squad again. Or? I don't. I just watched it again. <laughs> okay, I'll so just play the recording. It was. That. It was. Uh, it, I was having a bit of an issue because Dan and I had gone back oh. and forth. You've got issues. Yeah. If we were going to do like <laughs> summer movies. Hey, or we, like, oh, we yeah. have to wrap this up. We don't have time to go into <laughs> Or like summer camp movies. Oh, yeah. No, so, I, so I had said like summer Yeah, summer movies. movies. I didn't mean. So I watched, initially I watched Friday the 13th part six, which I think is <laughs> one of the better ones out of the fran- out of the Really? Entire, yes. Yeah. Part six is a straight up Frankenstein movie. Like huh. part six is a lot of fun. I've which never seen part six. Uh, what's that? Which one's six is the one six. where they bring back the guy. So Tommy Jarvis comes back. It's the guy from Return of the Living Are you Dead. You sneak in a second. No, Dan, Dan asked me what here. it was. 
Yeah, no, hey, I was just I, an anthology okay. movie. Oh, no, no. Well, you do get two <laughs> right, for a right. dollar, right? So that's what that one was, where he comes okay. back, where they, they bring Jason back sure. again. But <laughs> I gave you an excuse to watch that Fred, anyway. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And then I thought, <laughs> you know what? I kind of want to watch Cobra. Starring Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, see, so I watched like, it. That is the the epitome of a, a deep fried taco. But I didn't pick it. Oh, and then I and then I watched. <laughs> I love that car. In that that's movie. a great car. Uh, never disease. back down. I'm the cure. Oh, so like, come on, such quintessential Stallone in the '80s. Yeah, but then I watched Never Back Down. The UFC movie, sort of. What so. the MMA yeah, movie? It's yeah. the Karate Kid mixed with, with MMA. MMA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is this yeah. the one David Mamet wrote? I don't think so. David Mamet. David wrote, Mamet wrote like Red Belt. That's what it was. Yeah. Is this the one with Gina Carano in it? No. Who's the? I can't remember who's the girl. Amber Heard. Amber Heard is okay. the girl. It's like one of her first movies. Um. So the story of this is Jake Tyler is uh, a hothead who is constantly getting into <laughs> fights. Uh, gets kicked out of all these different schools. They they end up transferring to the school in some sleepy California, sunny California <laughs> town. Uh, they so send him to live in China. They yeah. So. <laughs> His brother can is a, his brother is a tennis prodigy, so mm. they go to this town where they've got this special school for him and all this other stuff. He has a uh, a bit of a, a thing where if you bring up his dad who has who has died in a drunk car accident, he will beat the crap out of you. So that's how he con- so anyway okay. he finds so Mr Miyagi's just like think about so your Mr. dad. No, Mr Miyagi <laughs> is the guy from Amistad, mm-hmm. uh, and the the bad guy from. In the beginning of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, Damon Hansu. Yeah, I can never yeah. pronounce that guy's Digimon name. Hansu or yes. Damon Hansu. He is yeah. the he's Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. So he goes to the Jake goes to the uh, the dojo and the number one rule, Tom. Don't no, talk about his dad. Don't fight outside the gym. If you fight outside the gym, you're out. Everybody fights outside <laughs> the gym, and everybody. This is like right at the time where cell phones and cameras on cell phones are becoming a thing. So anytime there's a fight somewhere, everybody's always they recorded like, on their they rec- Motorola Razor. Yeah, like phone, they're awful, like, of course. <laughs> so Jake has earned some notoriety because he he took out an entire football team uh, because they brought up his dad. So he goes to this new school. They're like, oh, you're the kid that the football kid. So he gets he meets the girl Amber Heard. Uh, she tricks him into going to this party where her boyfriend beats the bejesus out of him and of course Jake's like nah, that's that's like the D-bag guy I can't think he, of who that is but he was old. like a, a douchebag in everything yeah he's like such this, a D-bag like, like 2004 to 2006 I was like, trying to he look was, he was the uh, he was the Johnny of this movie is <laughs> this him Cam Gidget yeah, yes with and, blonde hair but, oddly I mean, but yeah but yeah so there's even a scene where like Jake g- takes a shot to the ribs and they're like, go after the ribs. I was like, sweep, sweep the, leg. the leg. Clearly, <laughs> like yeah. it's, ex- it's 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 beat for beat, um, a remake of the Karate Kid. Now, I have a history of some anger issues. Uh, I used to get in a lot of fights. Oh, it should be nicer to you. Well, they're past. They're oh, okay. good. I've, a- I've got yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This movie is it's trash. Like it's complete trash. Uh, but for whatever reason. Anytime it's on. You right? get it. See, that's the deep yeah, fried no, taco. I, it's perfect. I get what a deep fried taco is. I've been doing yeah. these episodes for a while. <laughs> no, bro, I mean, that's perfect. That's great. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. Uh, I think, <laughs> you know, that its Metacritic score is like a 20, if that. Uh, maybe a 30. That's nice of them. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, you know, and 
I don't know how else to describe it other than it's just a remake of the Karate Kid. Right. Before the remake of the Karate Kid, which came out like four years ago. Oh, now wait a minute. The Kung Fu Kid. Is this movie better than the remake of the Karate Kid? I like the remake of the Karate Kid. Really? I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I mean, it wasn't. I, I Jaden Smith is what he is. Well, but, this is before Jaden Smith turned into a huge d bag. He was like eight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is before he turned into Jaden Smith. Like, he right. was just a you know cute kid that looked like Will Smith. You know? Like, yeah. Uh, you no, know? I I liked. I didn't think the karate really? the remake. I, was I just thought it. Was, I don't know. It I, was what it was. Yeah. Like it was a remake of a, a movie that I loved from the eighties. Yeah. But yeah. So this. Yeah. So he he starts to find his center. He gets kicked out of the gym, so he has to do a little bit of redemption comes back the final fight he tells him so like evan peters is in this movie yeah same as, as, as yeah is very young i think he's very young in this movie oh he's gotta be yeah. he gets uh he gets tricked by the douchebag bu- guy into like he beats the bejesus out of the, evan peters they put him in the hospital um jake goes back to not mr miyagi and says look i know you said i can't fight outside the gym but i need to fight outside the gym because there's this thing called the beat down that apparently is just run at some random ass club. So it's a big tournament where everybody fights. And uh, so the, the the dream match is the champion who is the douchebag against Jake, who has now in the matter of like three weeks become an MMA black belt <laughs> and has learned everything he needs to learn to beat the douchebag. Well, clearly Would there, this there be was due a- to a montage. Oh, <laughs> there's a montage same wavelength there here. are there's not one montage yeah. there's that's the montages. only way in three weeks you can get your skills up to the highest level is through montage yeah. Yeah. i mean if i don't see montage on the calendar i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing bother. it I'm yeah. not well it, the, the nfl point? has actually declared montage a performance enhancing drug <laughs> you can't, you can't, do you them can't anymore. use them anymore yeah. if they find out you did a montage yeah. you're in trouble you're uh, you're suspended for like yeah. four games so they've got and the soundtrack is you can't buy the soundtrack to this movie because I don't think they got the rights to put anything on <laughs> disc. Like they put up, they, oh. they bought the rights for the movie. They went on Napster to make yeah. the soundtrack <laughs> but, for this movie. But I don't think they got the rights to yeah. put them on a disc. Right. So like, there's one montage by Rise Against. There's another one by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. I think. So you know what would have really worked? Hearts I would have. It totally would have. There's yeah. It's so Jake goes to the beatdown. They're this is where he breaks Thursday his, night beat down. Thursday night beat down. <laughs> it's the new show. For the it sounds like a wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so he takes it. He breaks his ribs. Somehow he's able to come. He fights through that. He fights through yeah. a bro- like three broken ribs because that's a thing you can do. Uh, but the bad guy gets disqualified in the semifinals. He so the leg? no, he was. He, they go to uh, the, hit the ribs. Not the yeah. Ribs, oh, sorry. I'm right, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So like I it, it's almost anticlimactic where jake goes into his he's going into his fight and he's beat up but he knows he has to fight this guy and then he's just like well because he never backs down that's correct right talk about so he, spoiler yeah, yeah right so he sees that the other guy got disqualified and he's like i tap out and everybody's like what he's like what yeah so he goes well, if he's not fighting i'm not like i'm only here to fight him oh fuck you <laughs> that's, a, that's so, so dumb so now both guys like the two guys who win by <laughs> one guy wins by disqualification the other guy wins by not a tap out so Jake walks out. Like he's like, I'm done. I mean, and he leaves. And then they fight outside they the dojo. They fight outside the dojo. They fight outside in the parking lot. And everybody's like, the real championship fight is With outside. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. They Rocky Fived it. They did Rocky Five it. They absolutely Rocky Fived it. There's no stakes to the fight whatsoever. They karate kitted it. They if Rocky you're going to steal from a Rocky, why would you steal <laughs> from Rocky Five? The worst, the worst one. one. Absolutely. <laughs> you could at least made the kid a Russian and had him fight, you know. 
Telling yeah. you, Godfather three. Rocky Five is just lame. That's all I'm saying. Oh. I, I feel like it's the one with the outsider that comes in to take over, and the old, you know, guy that you're used to following is competing with him. It's just the same story. Touch me, I'll sue. That's not Don. Not, I know Don we've King, been over that. Way. We're not. It was his cosplayer. <laughs> yeah, right. His cosplayer. So they fight. They, you know, and it's also weird. They have. Well, you know why reason, they fought? They have to. Because he can't back down. Yeah, yeah you can never back what down. What are you gonna do? The you guy's like, let's do the fight, and he's like, well, uh, I can't back down. I can't do it now. So they everybody goes on their merry Wouldn't way. Wouldn't tapping Jay, out be backing down? That's what I think. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's exactly. Shouldn't it be called? Down. Sometimes it's yeah. okay to back down. Sometimes, sometimes yes. you can briefly <laughs> back down. <laughs> yeah. as long as if, you're gonna not. Only back down. if you're yeah. planning never to back, not back down. Back down <laughs> that's only if you're going no holds barred. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah I think about that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another. True. That's another great. Never back down. Don't start him down another road. Never back down. Asterisk. Never back down to. It's all right sometimes. Yeah. Uh, still not backing down. Still not backing down. <laughs> never so, not like, backing down. Never not Ooh, back down. Never before. not back down again. again. <laughs> Twice removed. Never say not back down again. <laughs> there is a never back down too. That went straight to DVD starring the guy who was in Spawn. Huh. Michael J. White. Yes. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. There's a. It was. I don't. I've never seen okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh. So, your movie ends. Everybody's. Everybody's happy. And then for whatever the Wait, guy who who won, well, Jake did. Oh yeah, come on okay. with the broken ribs. Yeah, he was gonna lose, and he had him in a chokehold, and then all of a sudden he broke free and just beat the bejesus out of him. Uh, Do you know how bad it would hurt to like move if you had broken ribs? Yes, I've <laughs> yeah. been there. Yikes. It's awful. I'm just thinking of this. Yeah. You fight can't. And- it, you can't like. Cough. Breathe? You can't breathe. Right? I sneezed Did he one time. I thought I was act gonna... like he had broken ribs. No. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. He'd if go, you mean Ooh. by holding them. Oh yes. Oh, yes. That's, oh, that's <laughs> universal. I forgot. That's the universal symbol for I have yeah, broken I ribs. Yeah, I broken ribs. Ooh. Ow. The, you know Ow. when you go to the doctor, they say, "Hey, take this hand and just yeah. put it here for about five months. You'll be fine. Hold it. Don't even worry good. about yeah. it." So, the weird part about the the well, <laughs> oh, the dumb part of this ending. Oh. is like they're. So not only does Jake beat the douchebag, is there a post-credit scene where the fine so hammer? There were, yeah, right. And he not only does he beat the douchebag, he also steals the douchebag's girlfriend. And then, like, so they're they're they exchange. They're at like this beach party. Somehow, that's a classic trope, though. I know, but then they give each other the nod, like. I respect you, Wait, bro. the D-bag then is res- after he earns his fight? respect? This is the day after the fight. After he beats him and takes his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. beats him, takes his girlfriend. You get a head nod. That can only mean one thing. Never back down. Chlamydia. <laughs> okay, it can only mean two things. <laughs> Gutteria. <laughs> well, I would classify that under just... Yeah. The, all the same thing. The umbrella yeah. of right. STDs. Okay. Right. Cuckold fetish. That's exactly... Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what... <laughs> I gotta watch. Just I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I have to watch. But yeah, like they give each other the nod. Say bad things about me while you. <laughs> okay, please say bad things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they give both give each other the nod. I'm just like, well, that that's weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't Why think would you'd be do over that? that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's like, what it's, I'm saying. Cuckold fetish. Yeah. It is. It is trash to the nth degree. Wow. But man, it's I watch it every time it's on TV. Well, mine goes in a slightly different direction. Of course it does. <laughs> is it a talkie? <laughs> well done. done. I'd expect nothing less. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness! You talk about stealing my thunder. Now I have to think of a talkie real quick. Um. Uh. No. Uh. So mine goes more for for whimsy, and I I really struggle with whether or not I should include this movie because there is an element of people that now 
say this is like a great movie. And I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but when it came out, people just had vitriol for this film because uh, because of the marketing department, quite frankly. They really uh, miss... Oh my God, it's Batman versus Superman. No. Oh. Uh, they, they really... Uh, they. They really lied about what this movie was going to be, and they thought made you think it was going to be this cute romantic comedy starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Oh yeah. And, oh. And instead, it's this really odd, whimsical movie called Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. And and I like I find this movie just positively hypnotic. I I just think everything about this movie is just jaw droppingly brilliant. And the thing is though that you really kind of have to be on the same same wavelength with the movie so when you tell people they're going to a romantic comedy and then you give them this they're just going to be confused yeah and and that's what happened and so um and and it's certainly not a movie for everybody even if you had told people the truth there would be a lot of people that would have walked in being like this is just dumb it's it is an art house film that just happened to have, have two a, of the biggest stars of their day and, and, yeah. a, and, a, and a budget in a way that people, yeah. you know, and not in a way that people imagine them. Right. And uh, it's not a date because he's like right. a super like loser. Yeah. So uh, the 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 premise of the film is that uh, Tom Hanks plays Joe and he works in this factory and like you it's done in such a way where like you can't even really tell what this factory <laughs> is and this i think didn't it manufacture cups i don't think they ever told you what they were I making because i know no. when he when he quits you see him like turning the knob on some like some big drain yeah but yeah. they never tell you what the, widgets probably yeah like and it doesn't I matter one of, and this this movie though is like yeah it's got Touches of Terry Gilliam in it. This, Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Brazil. And this movie's all is like a triumph of 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 set design. Like it's like oh, yeah. it really they use that to cast. So when you're in this factory, it's just dark and dingy, and but it's but it's still done in this kind of like cockeyed, whimsical way of what what a it's almost like what a child would think a, a dirty dingy factory would, yeah. would look That's, like I, the but, scene i always remember is him like pretending to get his eyeballs sucked out by the fluorescent by the fluorescent belt. lights yeah like yeah. that scene is always stuck in my head and there's a scene where uh the the guy who played nick tortelli on cheers is his boss yeah. and there's just a scene where he's in the background over and over again on this <laughs> having his phone call where he's like i know he can get the job but can he do the job <laughs> i'm not asking you can he get the job can he do i know he can get the job but can he do it's such job? a strange Movie. And it's just in the whole movie's like that. Like it's just very quirky. And Meg Ryan plays three different characters in the film. Every woman that he like interacts with that's a potential love interest is played by her. Right. And, and the volcano. And the, she plays the volcano. <laughs> and uh um and so this character finds out that he has a uh uh a, a terminal disease, he has a brain cloud, and uh <laughs> you know, and a even brain then, cloud? a brain cloud. Brain like, cloud. And, but that's yeah. that's the tenor of this movie is that like they give him a terminal disease and instead of giving him a real disease that might send you off in your own world like, oh well my aunt had cancer. This isn't funny. Right. They give him a brain cloud. Yeah. It's like all right. And this movie is like so like is like it so creates its own universe that you just are like, yeah, okay, he's got a brain cloud. Okay, I get it. Whatever. And and so but instead of that being a curse for Joe, it liberates him and he uh and he quits his job and he goes on this adventure and and he is approached by this this uh this tribe 
who has to sacrifice people to a volcano so the volcano doesn't erupt and kill everyone on the island. And so they're like, can I tell you that I, when we see Meg Ryan on the, on going on this cruise, right? I always thought it was the same person. I didn't put together that it's three. Oh, different, she's playing three different characters. I didn't think oh, about that gotcha. at all. I thought it was the yeah. same person throughout the entire movie. No, it's yeah. yeah. But, um, but so they want him to come and be the person they sacrificed in this volcano since he's dying anyway. And he's like, well, why not? Yeah. And right. I'm going to go on this adventure. And at the end of five months, when I'll be dead, I'll jump in the volcano and then that'll be it. And so it's him going on this adventure and it's just a delightfully whimsical movie. And it's from, um, the guy who had written the screenplay for Moonlight. Oh, no. Moonstruck. Moonlight. Like Moonlight. That would be wildly different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for Moonstruck. It's a big leap. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, and then this and then he wrote and directed this movie and it pretty much killed his career. It did. And really he uh, and then he wrote the play that be, that was then also turned into the Meryl Streep movie Doubt. That's um, good oh, wow. that's which good is like movie. radically different yeah. from either of the other two movies yeah. and so that's but the, that's the nun priest one right correct yeah yeah um but this movie is just is like it's really hard they you know they say that you know that comedy is hard and i would think uh-huh. this is even harder because it's whimsical it and it walks that line and it's really hard to capture whimsy without just either being too cute or just coming across as dumb and i think this movie just nails it yeah and uh it's uh, it's just a delightful movie unfortunately it's never been released on blu-ray you can pick it up on dvd for like six dollars it's yeah. like i had this on know, vhs yeah but yeah. uh it, but it's just a delightful film this guy also wrote congo which was one of my favorites <laughs> growing up i mean oof, you know that is uh he, he wrote alive yeah. the story of the soccer team right yeah the, oh hockey, yeah is it soccer it's awesome. so he wrote the screenplays yeah. for these because congo's was michael Crichton, but, but yeah, yeah yeah he wrote yeah exactly uh he wrote alive there were a couple others on here. Robot in the Family. Do you remember that on VHS? No, no, some silly thing. But yeah. but I didn't realize. Yeah, he had written a few. So few this guy, uh, this movie, I I think a lot of it was the expectations that people had. Absolutely, and the fact that it's like, oh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. I love. Yeah, them. Meg Ryan was. But if you were to recast this, like, you could cast this with just Kristen Stewart, two other actors. And make this the exact same movie the same way, and it wouldn't it work. Totally, well, no, it wouldn't work. But you totally like maintain those expectations. Yeah, you know, because it's because of the fact that it was Tom Hanks and, and Meg Ryan, right? That people went in thinking it's this movie, right? right. Simply because of them, well, not I'm, thinking, oh, yeah. they can they can play something that's a little, you know, they could do other things. Yeah, yeah. and I'm trying to think of like who it could have been in that like, movie in that time frame. In that time oh, frame, man, I don't Julia know. Roberts. No, oh, he's talking about like somebody that wouldn't. No, have brought I mean, those like if you would have like, oh, oh, if you would have oh. brought like Al Pacino, right? You know, he's not right, Ooh, but I mean, right. if you could have brought somebody else and, and make the same movie, and people wouldn't have gone on. You know, because a lot of what got this movie lambasted were those expectations, Kim, not the movie they saw, Kim but Basinger. the expectations they had. Mm, you know, so. like somebody, if you, if you would have brought in a, you know, more of a, a serious actor or an actor that was or, comedic, act, Sharon or a comedic actor who wasn't an A-lister, somebody yeah. smaller, I mean, somebody who, who brought in, you know, yeah. so, you know, Kim, or even not Kim a, Cattrall. I, I, I would question even bringing in comedic, you know. Actors, because yeah. I think that's what people thought they were going to yeah. get. Was but I think you almost you got a have romantic some, comedy, but you got to have somebody with comedy chops. because yes. there's so much humor right. in this movie. So you you need an actor yeah. that can still do the funny. Yeah, you know. Do but funny. I mean this this is closer. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. 
He's yeah. quirky Who's enough. He's going to yeah. be in Jurassic World too. I'm so of course excited. He is. But I also, well, of course, he is. I mean, that's a long shot. <laughs> but I also, it's I great. also think that like part of like what makes the movie work is that the movie's quirky. Yes, the performances. Aren't. Everybody's. Oh, right. yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. like like Tom Hanks isn't quirky in the no, movie. He's like, doing the Tom Hanks. She thing. Meg Ryan gets a little quirky in that second character, the flipperty yeah. gibbet stuff. Yeah. But but you know, but for the most part, mm-hmm. the characters aren't. They're not quirky yeah. performances. Goldie Hawn. They're playing it pretty straight. She could have. Yeah, I could have seen her doing something like that. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that is my deep fried time. It's a good one. Nice. So yeah. it's, not, it's not as good as year one. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> can, few things are. Few oh, things are. Man. So uh, I guess that's it for this episode. Let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanGrady67 G R A N E Y. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and at ReviewSTL.com. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, uh, you can find the show itself on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Go there, share an episode, join the League of Show Shares, perhaps go to the uh, official show discussion thread at uh, League of Show Sharers, our Facebook group, and you can maybe uh, chime in with your own deep fried tacos or yeah. tell Kevin why his is so awful. <laughs> Either or. I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just saying. It, you, no, those I be mean, done. it's, you know, it's that or, or Monster Squad. I yeah, mean, we can talk or. about how that is absolutely you 100% know, deep fried taco. I let you guys off the hook with both all You let us off the hook. Okay. Kind did, of you, you. <laughs> did you give us a thumbs up there, yeah. Van what? Helsing? You let us off the hook. <laughs> as soon as Van Helsing my mouth gives, gives an interdimensional or, uh, portal <laughs> thumbs up, he submitted that movie as, as a deep awesome. fried taco. That is awesome. He made that movie. That that by itself made it a you, would taco. you ever see another Fred Decker movie? Yeah, I absolutely no, love no, no, Night no. of the Creeps. No, I'm not, I didn't say that. I said, would you ever see another one? Absolutely. Okay. I am not a pro. This is not opposed to Fred Decker. I mean, this is... Great certain, artists can have misfires. It yeah, happens. Steven Spielberg. Has it, so I mean, it's, it's absolutely... is what we refer to as an upper Decker. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, but that, that cemented that movie as a deep fried taco. All right. Because they were like, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. Have Van Helsing appear... See, through a portal up. and grab them and thumbs up because <laughs> that was a thing back then. At the end of Terminator 2, the thumbs up is good. Going into the lava. Mm, that works. Man. See, when you watch it now, it's not good. That it's not so that good. Like, that, that movie. Like, well, like, that, that's you, stupid. You like yeah. that movie in spite of yeah. that. Oh, okay. So, I do. Yeah. Anyway. So, but anyway, also don't forget we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe, and we greatly appreciate all the reviews that have been rolling in. Yeah, that's great. So thank, thank you so very much for that. Uh, especially with people that we don't really know in real life. Yeah. So that's also nice. So that's it for this episode. Coming up on the next uh, movie-based episode. Obviously, there'll be a box office report, but we will tackle Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the big one next week. So, uh, until I'll then... I'll be here for that one. And this time. This time. Until then, you've been warned. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Kenny 